0: shalom dearest brothers and sisters in christ welcome to this week's episode of midweek with the saints today we're going to start a new mini series on the lives of saints who had a great sense of devotion to saint joseph as yes, pope francis in his wisdom and love for god's people and for god's church has declared this year as a year dedicated to saint joseph this also marks the 150th anniversary of the declaration of St. Joseph as patron of the Universal Church 150 years ago. Brothers and Sisters in Christ, there's a lot to unpack in the life of St. Joseph. And what better way to do that than to look at the lives of the saints who had a great sense of devotion to St. Joseph. Today, we're going to take a look at the life of St. Faustina. (music) Brothers and Sisters in Christ, we all know St. Faustina as that saint who promoted the devotion to divine mercy, the chaplet of divine mercy, the picture of divine mercy. So much of graces have flown in and through that devotion of divine mercy, the message of divine mercy, the chaplet of divine mercy. As the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception put it, the chaplet of divine mercy is optional, but the message of divine mercy is mandatory. My friends, today we're going to take a look at the different aspects of St. Fosina's life. Basically, her background story before she even joined the convent. And I would like to zero in on all the father figures that she had in her life. Her biological father, her spiritual fathers. And we will eventually arrive at her relationship with God the Father and also Saint Joseph as her spiritual father. So first and foremost, brothers and sisters in Christ, Saint Faustina, or brother at that time, she was known merely as Helen, had a great example set forth by her father, her own biological father. And I read this story of her, The Life of St. Faustina Kowalska, The Authorized Biography by Sister Sofia Michalenko, if I pronounce that right. And it is interesting that I read the story of her father and I read and I quote from this book. Though he, the father of Faustina, or rather Helen, did carpentry work during the day and attended to his farm work afterwards, often working well into the night so morning till evening he was a carpenter evening till late night he was doing farm work nevertheless tennis who is Faustina's father was known to rise very early and begin each day with the singing of the traditional little hours of the immaculate conception the traditional little hours of the immaculate conception that time popularly known as the god zinki During Lent, which we are entering into today, as it is Ash Wednesday, he would substitute these prayers with the lamentations of the Lord's Passion, called Gorski Zale. When Mariana, his wife, and Helen of Faustina's mother, would try to silence him with this, Stop your singing. It will waken everyone up. He paid no attention to her. His reasoning was this, and I quote, The first duty is to God. He would sometimes retort to Mariana, no doubt echoing the sentiment embodied in a popular morning hymn of praise, the Kiedi Rane, which also was a part of his daily ritual. And the author here inserts the lyrics of this popular hymn When the dawn from sleep is winging, all the earth of thee is singing, of thee sings the boundless ocean, praise the Lord of all creation. Men endowed beyond all measure. "...with thy goodness and full treasure, who created and saved by thee, why should he not also praise thee?" St. Faustina's father, or rather Helen's father, had a great sense of devotion to God. And these practices, according to this author, and I agree with her, these practices were characteristic of Stanislaus' personal faith in Jesus. It was simple but deep. And he would never miss Mass on Sundays. Uh, for those of you who are interested, this is the book right here, Saint Faustina Kowalska: The Life of Saint Faustina Kowalska, the authorized biography by Sister Sophia Michaelenko. Uh, this book was lent to me by my spiritual parents for this episode. So I've been looking at the life of Saint Faustina in and through this book, and there's so much of rich truths in her life. I can only point you all to certain glimpses of these truths, but it would be great if you all could take a look at her life story here. Brothers and Sisters in Christ, the biological father of Helen, later known as Faustina and Saint Faustina, was so exemplary. He had a simple but deep, profound sense of faith. He never missed Mass on Sundays. He always went for Mass. And if at all he could not make it for Mass because of work, in that hour where he was supposed to be at mass, he would set aside that time and worship God with his heart. Brothers and sisters in Christ, Faustina had a great biological father to look up to. And they took their fasting during Lent seriously. So seriously, they never ever cut the corners, so to speak, when it came to fasting, when it came to prayer life. And he set a great example for Faustina. Moving on, Brothers in Christ, St Faustina also had great spiritual father figures in her life. She had various confessors in her life once she became a nun. And the most famous of all is, of course, Blessed Michael Sopoko, who is now a blessed. <laughs> and he's on the road to sainthood as well. Blessed Michael Sopoko was the man the man of God, the priest who supported her in her promotion of the Divine Mercy chaplet and message. She had a great biological father figure, a spiritual father figure. And she had this great relationship with God the Father. She knew her identity, her inherent identity, was that she was a daughter of God. Brothers sisters in Christ, let us take a few steps back. You know, St. Faustina, even from a young age, Helen rather, from a young age, from the age of seven or even younger, she already had mystical encounters with Jesus. And she had set her heart on Jesus. But as life went on, when she was in her mid-teens, she wanted to do things her way. And she ended up uh, going partying, going for dances. And she started to put Jesus aside. She was not interested in fulfilling the heart or the desire of Jesus. Up to the point when she received this call, one day she was at a dance. Helen attended a dance with her sister Josephine. And although everyone was having a good time, Helen was beset with great torment. Because of this, as she began to dance, she had the following mystical experience. She suddenly saw Jesus standing right next to her. He was stripped of his clothing and covered with wounds. Jesus glanced at her reproachfully and said to her, And just imagine Jesus saying the same words to you and me, brothers and sisters, Christ, when we delay carrying out his will over our lives. He said to Faustina and today he says to you and me, How long shall I put up with you? And how long will you keep putting me off? How long shall I put up with you? And how long will you keep putting me off? Brothers and sisters in Christ, there is this great sense of urgency. Jesus is placing this burden in our hearts to evangelize the good news of Jesus Christ, to save souls for him, to tap into his love and to extend his love with the people we come across in our lives. After the mystical experience with Jesus, encounter with Jesus during that party of dance, Helen had to go and sit. And she had to process what was going on. And she asked Jesus, what do you require of me? And Jesus ultimately said, I want you to become a nun. And from that day onwards, she set her heart and mind to become a nun. But this the in Christ, at that point of time, right, they had to produce, they had to offer a dowry to become nuns. They had to pay a certain amount of sum into, to order, in order to enter into religious life. And Helen did not come from a rich family. And because her parents did not support her in this cause, she had to come up with this amount of money herself. So she started to work as a maid for various families, rich families back then. And Br. Christ, guess what? All of these families that she worked with said that she had a great sense of humour, a great sense of joy in her that she carried out all her small tasks with so much of love, that she could take care of their children, she could have fun with the children, she could really bring the children to fullness of life by engaging in fun activities with them. Even though she was a maid and nanny, she could just share the joy of the gospel by her life. She became all things to all people. She used to play dress up with the children. Brothers and Christ, as I mentioned earlier, for Sina Kowalska, I had a great biological father figure, a great spiritual father figure, She had a relationship with God the Father which meant that she knew that her inherent identity was that she was a daughter of God and she was called to tap into the love of her father. And brothers and sisters in Christ, we all know of the various apparitions of Jesus to St. Faustina revealing the message of divine mercy. We all know of the apparitions of Mother Mary to St. Faustina. But guess what? Even St. Joseph appeared to St. Faustina. Mm -hmm and Saint Joseph said to Faustina these words and I quote from Saint Faustina's diary uh, 1203 Saint Joseph urged me to have constant devotion to him he himself told me to recite three prayers the our father the hail mary the glory be and the memorial the memorial to Saint Joseph once every day he looked at me with great kindness Saint Joseph looked at Saint Faustina with great kindness and gave me to know how much He is supporting this work of divine mercy. He has promised me this special help and protection. Saint Joseph promised Saint Faustina special help and protection in her mission, the mission that she had to bring the good news of Jesus Christ, the mercy of Christ to the ends of the world. And I recite the requested prayers every day and I feel His special protection. Imagine this, brothers and sisters in Christ. Saint Joseph, the guardian and the protector of Jesus, the guardian and the protector of the universal church, was protecting St. Faustina. And he wants to protect you and me today, brothers and sisters in Christ. He is the terror of demons. At the invocation of his intercession, demons flee away. Demons run for their lives. We need to tap into this protecting power of St. Joseph because as St. Paul says in Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10-18, to 18, Our fight is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers and principalities of hell ultimately. We need to fight this battle, this spiritual battle, with the sword of the Spirit, with the armour of God. And on top of the armour of God, we have our guardian angels, the archangels, the whole string of angels, and St. Joseph, the terror of demons. So may St. Joseph, the terror of demons, pray and intercede for us. Brothers and sisters in Christ, 150 years ago, Pope Pius IX declared St. Joseph patron of the Universal Church. And it was on December 8, 1870, 16 years after the proclamation of the dogma of the Immaculate Conception, on the Feast of the Immaculate Conception, December 8, 1870, the Sacred Congregation of Rites promulgated the following decree which communicated the decision of Pope Pius IX to declare to St. Joseph patron of the Universal Church, which also raised St. Joseph's Feast of March 19 to the rank of double of the first class. And I just read the short excerpt from Pope Pius IX. As Almighty God appointed Joseph son of the patriarch Jacob over all the land of Egypt to save grain for the people, so when the fullness of time had come and he was about to send to earth his only begotten son, the Savior of the world, he chose another Joseph, of whom the first had been a type, and he made him the Lord and chief of his household and possessions, the guardian of his choicest treasures. Saint Joseph, the Joseph in the Old Testament, the one that was sold to slavery in Egypt, was a type, a prefigurement of the greater Saint Joseph to come, the terror of demons, the foster father of Jesus, the spouse of the Blessed Virgin Mary brothers and sisters in Christ, St. Joseph has a great role to play in our lives today. It is timely that Pope Francis has declared this the year dedicated to St. Joseph for this reason. As Mary Eberstadt said this in an article entitled The Fury of the Fatherless, many of the issues in society that we see today, like racism and so forth, violence, is rooted in the issue of fatherlessness. Be it an absent biological father figure in the lives of children, teenagers, be it the absence of a spiritual father figure, be it in a lost relationship between God, the father and child, there is this sense of fatherlessness in society and we were made to have relationships with our fathers. Fathers were meant to carry out special roles and duties and responsibilities, perform certain tasks in raising us as children. And brothers in Christ, all of us, by virtue of our baptism, have this call to into and to partake in that spiritual fatherhood of God the Father. We have the capacity within us to spiritually father over other people. So, brothers it is indeed timely that Pope Francis has declared this the year dedicated to St. Joseph. He has come to fill in the gap where some biological fathers have walked away, spiritual fathers have not lived up to the mark. Even St. Faustina had certain spiritual fathers, certain confessors before Blessed Michael sopoco who did not support her, who put her down, who discouraged her on her walk towards sainthood in Christ Jesus. Saint Joseph comes in and fills in the gap. He wants to stand in the gap and be right now our spiritual father, our protector, our provider. Speaking of our provider, just yesterday, my friend, my dear brother in Christ was sharing with me this testimony that God is providing for him. God the Father is providing for him. And I'm convinced St. Joseph, his father, is also providing for him. You know, in this time of uncertainty, in this COVID-19 pandemic, St. Joseph plays a special role, not only as a father, but as a provider, as a protector. St. Joseph is interestingly known as the patron of the Universal Church, the pillar of families, which is why he stands in the gap for the fury of the fatherless. To be the father figure, the hope of the sick, the patron of workers, and the terror of demons, it is so fitting because all of these titles come to life in light of this COVID-19 pandemic. Patron of the Universal Church, the church is in crisis. We are dying in terms of numbers, but Jesus promised that the gates of hell will never prevail against the church. So Saint Joseph is the patron of the Universal Church, the pillar of families. You know, the family is the most basic unit of society, the structure of society and it's falling apart. St. Joseph comes in to intercede and to support and be the pillar of families, the hope of the sick. Millions upon millions of people have been stricken with Covid-19. St. Joseph is a hope for the sick, The patron of workers, many people have lost their jobs, many people are looking for jobs, many people are looking for creative ways to generate income. St. Joseph is here for you and he is a terror of the demons. Many of us have been terrorized by demons, but now St. Joseph comes to terrorize the demons in turn and to chase them away. But this is Christ, coming back to this testimony of my friend, God the Father providing for him, St. Joseph providing for him. You know, He makes his income, his additional income, which is essential for him through online tuition. And this is such a time of uncertainty that you know parents can just pull off their children from these Zoom sessions online for their tuition, for their children's tuition that he will lose this generated income. And that will take a real toll on his financial provisions for the month. But he has such great confidence in the providence of God the Father, in the providence and the protection of St. Joseph. St. Joseph has a pivotal role to play in each of our lives. If only we turn to him for his intercessions. And let us turn to him right now. dearest St. Joseph, pray and intercede for us. You are the hope for the sick. You are the patron of workers. You are the terror of demons. You are the patron of the universal church. You are the pillar of families. We have a pivotal role to play because all of these institutions, all these areas of our lives, for many of us seem to be crumbling down right now, Saint Joseph. And this is the right time for us to turn to you for your intercessions, for your guidance, for your protection, for you to lead us in this time of uncertainty. That our hope may be anchored in your son Jesus Christ. Yes Saint Joseph, help us, help us. Saint Faustina, you had a great sense of devotion to Saint Joseph. Help us to walk with Saint Joseph daily. Saint Faustina, you had a great, great, great love for Jesus, the son of Saint Joseph, that you gave your entire life for him. Though at one point of time you were living a life in the worldly sense of partying and dancing. When Jesus appeared to you in a mystical experience, you still had the free will to choose whether you want to do the will of Jesus or do your own will. You chose to do the will of Jesus. And for us, praying a this seed for us that we may do the will of Jesus, that we may give Jesus our hundred percent, yes, that we give Jesus our entire hearts, our entire lives, in every situation, in every moment. When, especially when we don't feel like it, especially when we are hurt. Faustina, your life was not a bed of roses. Even after all the mystical encounters, you went through a lot of spiritual dryness, a lot of doubts, a lot of despair. But you kept your eyes fixed on Jesus amidst all the storms that came in your life. Help us to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus. And help us to keep our eyes fixed on that goal of sainthood in Christ Jesus. We do not want to give God merely glory, we want to give God the greatest glory, said Faustina. Please pray and the seed for us, continue to walk with us, continue to help us fully understand and grasp the message of divine mercy so that we can effectively promote the message of divine mercy with the help of St. Joseph, your spiritual father and ours too. We may be spread to Christ. Amen. Uh, Dearest brothers and sisters in Christ, thank you all for tuning in to this week's episode of Midweek with the Saints. I'd like to ask all of you to click on the like and subscribe button if you're watching on YouTube. Please also click on the bell button so that you will be notified whenever I upload a new video. If you're watching on Instagram TV, click on the follow button or even Spotify, click on the follow button and share this podcast with whoever you believe can benefit from it. I have two more important announcements to make. The first of which is... As you have seen, the uh, beautiful illustration of Saint Faustina, it was done by Amanda mm-hmm. Lee from City on a Hill Co. And she has been gracious and generous in offering all of our viewers and meeting with the Saints a 5% discount of all items on her online shop, City on a Hill Co. So I'm putting up the uh, QR code here. You can scan the QR code and access her website or you can click in the description box below or in the link tree Um Or in the link tree, link you can find in the Instagram bio if you're watching on Instagram. Uh, The link will lead you directly to her shop and you can use the code MWTS5 at your checkout point so that you can get that 5% discount. I encourage all of you to purchase this Catholic merchandise and to support this local business so that we can use the Catholic merchandise as tools for evangelization. So when people see us using... Catholic teachers shirts They'll be asking us What does the words On your t-shirt mean Or when they see A sticker of a saint On your laptop Or in your bottle They can ask you Who is this saint And that my friends Is a door wide open For you to evangelize To them The life of the saints And the life of Jesus Christ Friends I ask that You go to this website Buy whatever you can buy And use it For yourself So that you can evangelize And give it to your loved ones So that they can evangelize As well All of us are called evangelized friends. And the second announcement is A New Exodus. Um, The Seeds Ministry, which uh, is the ministry I belong to. We are organizing this uh, program for Lent, for the whole season of Lent called A New Exodus. And I would like to ask all of you to join us. We had the launching last Sunday, but the first session... The proper session is beginning this coming Sunday, 8.30 to 10.30 p.m. Malaysian time on Zoom. So I would like to ask all of you to sign up for a new Exodus. Those who are between ages 13 to 35, please sign up for a new Exodus. So if you are willing to able to join us on these dates, it starts on this Sunday, 8.30 to 10.30 p.m. And the dates are here for the following sessions. If you are willing and able to join us, if you are interested, please do join us. And just drop us a message on any of our social media platforms or if you have any of our numbers, just drop us a message and we will send you the call details for Zoom. Blessed is the Christ, God bless. See you all next week.